Well, our next guest represented the Socceroos on 26 occasions. He was a legend of Celtic and Motherwell and any number of uh, European teams. He has been uh, force in the A-League and now is making his way as a coach. Great to get the thoughts of Scott McDonald on the Socceroos' performance. G'day, Scotty. Good afternoon, Jimmy. Thanks for having me. Absolute pleasure. What did you make of the result? It felt like that it was one of those ones that just got away from the Socceroos, but... That's tournament play for you. Yeah, it really is. And you have to say that, look, I've probably been a little bit critical myself in watching Socceroos up to this match uh, in terms of the football that we've played. And it's been very, very itty-bitty stop-start, not a lot of flow to it. But they left their best performance for their last one. Um, Obviously against the top team in South Korea with so many superstars in it and playing at the elite levels of, you know, European football. Um, you know, you're basically one free kick away from uh, obviously getting through to the next stages. And, you know, it's such a shame and a disappointment, um, but but one that, you know, hopefully they learn from and it'll be a good experience for some of the younger players going here and now into the World Cup qualifying campaign and, and beyond this. But, um, yeah, it's bittersweet for the Socceroos, you have to say, because the performance on the night uh, certainly warranted um, them to go and progress. You know, they had chances to go and kill the game off. However, when you don't do that and you're up against a side like South Korea who have been known in this tournament already to score late goals, yep. um, then it comes back to bite you, and it did. Yeah, e- exactly. Yeah, that's the irony, isn't it? That's Arguably, it's the best performance from the Socceroos, but it still wasn't wasn't good enough. Do you, and this is, this is hard to say, but where do we apportion blame? Or, or what were the pivotal moments in your mind, Scott, in the course of that match, oh look, I, I think obviously the, the the change in Atkinson to, to to Miller. Look, there's no question getting away from that. Miller's a young and experienced uh, player within the squad. Still has a lot to learn. A lot of people were backing him actually to start the tournament, Miller. But you know, he hadn't got as many minutes up until that point. And you'd probably have to say he ended up being the third choice right back. You know, with Jones obviously starting the tournament strongly for Australia, then Atkinson coming in, but. Jones obviously getting the injury, you would have said that Jones probably would have come on instead of Miller. Um, but it's one of those things. And, you know, obviously his two mistakes lead to, to the two goals eventually. And yeah. um, there is a lot of focus on that. And obviously Mitchie up top, who's been wonderful for the Socceroos, you have to say, and in the last couple of years, leading the line, you know, was one of the heroes of the World Cup. And, and then just to hear the disgusting things that are going on after football, you know, at the end of the day, it is only a match. And, just some of the comments that, that are made towards certain individuals within our squad. Uh, it's certainly over the top. And, and some of these boys have been tremendous, you know, over the, the last sort of year, year and a half of the Socceroos campaign, you know, being the World Cup first and, and getting us to the latter stages. And then obviously performing here, you know, at the Asia Cup. Yes, it wasn't uh, how we wanted it to finish or, or going according to plan. We still have to get better playing against these bigger opponents within these tournaments. Yes, we did it in 2015, but out with that, we seem to have struggled. Um, albeit, I think, probably the only other time was we got to the final, which I was involved in 2011 against Japan, and we were narrowly defeated yeah. You know, by the Blue Samurai 1-0 that night. But they're, they're the games against the big teams that we have to perform and, and come up on top, and we, we just don't manage to do that enough at the moment. Yeah. Um, why? Because that that feels like uh, you you could argue the World Cup. No, they they actually did play really well against Argentina, and and maybe that could have gone their way. But is there a particular reason why on that, Scotty? 
No, I don't think there is. I think it's a mental thing now. I think in back in my day, I don't think there was. We were very strong and believed. And the the caliber of player that we had was certainly better than, than the Japans and the Koreas. Then they feared us. I don't think that fear factor is there as much anymore. Yep. Um, even going back from 2015 to now, you know, nine years later. Look, I, I think that the, the squad and, and what's within it, I think Graham Arnold's done a tremendous job. Yes, afterwards he, he speaks in his press conference and goes about the quality of players and the comparisons. You're always going to get that from a manager afterwards as well when you lose a game. Um, but look, the, the future is bright for the Australian team. Uh, I do feel there's a lot more players now going back to European football. We do need to get them back into the top tiers of European football. That's still the challenge. Mm. Um, but there is a lot more playing within European football, which gives them the opportunity now to go and kick on to bigger and better leagues itself. Um, there's still a lot more to be done in a development stage within the A-League and the academies and everything else that goes on underneath and what we do in our own country, um, which will always go on. We'll talk about that forever. Um, but we just have to keep producing a, a better quality of play. And there is going to be changes now. There has to be because some of the players are aging as well. And, and now it's going to you know, give an opportunity for some of the younger ones to come in as well. But Look, I, I guess everyone wants to see an identity of what we are and, and how we play, and I'm not quite sure we've actually got that from Graham Arnold. That's the worry, and that's the struggle for me. When we play against the, the, the so-called smaller nations that obviously the bigger teams in Asia now are getting problems with as well, we really, really struggle, and we really struggle when we're on the attack. So that's something that we need to get better at and, and, in, and having an identity and an understanding of how we want to play and how we're going to open teams up. Mm. Is Graham Arnold under pressure then? Uh, not for the time being. I think the World Cup campaign, if it doesn't start correctly, then yeah, everyone will start asking questions again. I think obviously when Graham does his best work, when he's back against the wall. So I fully expect him to do that again. And uh, look, albeit the performances at times, and look, I heard Robbie Slater talk about this and a few others, and, and he's completely right, you know. Performances are one thing, results are another. Yep. And as long as you're getting the results, that's the main important thing which is absolutely correct, you know. But again, with Graham now being at the helm for a long period of time, we want to see a little bit more than that. I do particularly. I want to see now where is he taking the squad, was particularly with the young ones, and how are we going to play going forward and what identity are we going to have as a, as a nation as well going into the next stages of, of what will be another World Cup campaign. Yeah. You mentioned it earlier, and Harry Sutar touched on it as well. You know, they can cop the public criticism around performance, around tactics, around level of play. Too often it becomes personal and always it happens across social media. Well, now you're coaching in that space. Do you have any recommendations that you make to your players? What uh, what did you do? Uh, because you were still still playing in the leagues when social media yep. became a thing. How do you handle that part of, of being a professional footballer, Scott? Look, there's two sides to that. And I do say that it's unacceptable and it's disgusting that, that, that people think and they're brave enough to go on social media and say these certain things. However, there is the other side of it where, you know, these players have been lauded and, and had all the praise on social media throughout this World Cup campaign and not a peep. They all love it when it's going well, you know, but you've got to understand there is another side of it. And within social media, you know, when things are negative on the pitch, you're going to get negativity as well. So you can't have it all your own way. You've got to choose your line of, how you want to act and be perceived within social media, and you've got to take the good with the bad if you're going to, you know, last on on those sort of devices itself. My my idea on it is siege mentality. Take it out of the way. I know Graham's pretty much similar to that as well. 
Everyone on the outside doesn't really matter. It's what happens within the inside, and particularly with the people that support you the best and the most is your family and your loved ones and everyone that's around you, and you focus on that. Um, but obviously something, you know, at times when things come across your phone and you see them, it is quite upsetting, and it can yeah. be upsetting to your family when they see it, particularly when it's on those public spaces as well. It's it's just incorrect and, and disgusting. People need to have a, a proper word with themselves. Yeah. So, Scotty, when when are you uh, up for an A-League job? I mean, and why would you put yourself through it too? You heard about Marco Rudan yesterday and the blow-up and the stress levels that are going. Why would you put yourself through that, Scott? Uh, um, well, just because you love the game and you want to make a change in, in things and you, you think you can actually help develop players and, and, and make a difference and in terms of your ideas and, and, and your identity of what you want to play. I don't like that word philosophy, but yeah, certainly you ask, you know, when am I going to get one? Well, I'm ready now. So whenever someone actually picks up the phone and is, is willing to give me the opportunity, I'd, I'd love to have a crack at it now. I've had a couple of years now at, you know, at the MPL level and, and, and done it from, from the very beginnings and, and now working my way up. And, you know, obviously time, time will tell, and I'm sure I'll get my opportunity at some point. You just got to keep your head down and, and working hard. Um, Talking about obviously, you know, Mark Rudan last night. Yeah, look, I can, I can feel his pain a little bit in terms of some of the decisions that went on last night. Um, a little bit about the rant and the rave last night. There was there was some good bits and bad bits on that. How he was ranting and raving, and obviously, you know, saying there's a stigma, you know, about his club. I actually think the stigma is more with Mark than than with his club itself at times, and probably how he behaves and how he's going on about the referee and his relationships there. Look, we all have that. I'm no different in terms of asking certain questions of referees, but sometimes you're not going to win those arguments. Um, We we don't like to accept that as coaches, um, you know, whether it's Mark or me, but that's the way it goes. But I do feel a grievance for him, you know, in terms of that last minute goal and and the linesman calling that as a goal. Well, you know, my thing for that is, and I hope every linesman has the bottle to give that a goal every time that something like that occurs, because there's not many that would actually say that that's a goal. And, you would look to upstairs to actually try and fix that. And, and upstairs is saying, you know, VAR, that it wasn't conclusive, that it went over the line. So I'm not sure how the linesman, even though he's in line with it, how we can actually 100% say that that ball was over the line. Because a lot of them would still say that they're unsure and don't yeah. want to make that call. So from that, and then obviously then uh, Germain, who scores the hat-trick, I think he's got a big point on that as well, how he goes and stamps on his player. You know, for me, the fourth, he should pretty much see that as you know, intentful and should be a red card. So there is arguments about some of the decisions that were against him. His own red card, he can't have any arguments about for me. The trailing leg is everything within that contact. So that has to be deemed a red card. Um, And sometimes you get decisions that double up against you where he had bad ones last week, he feels, and then it's continued again. But I'm not so sure that that's a stigma against his club because it's been a couple of decisions. And look, for the whole, uh, you know, Mark's done a tremendous job at Western City at the moment. Uh, they're going along very nicely, and they'll certainly be in those finals places and, and, and looking to kind of cause upsets and, and trying to get to the very top again where that club wants to be. Um, but, yeah, look, it's every coach's frustration when they lose a game, um, and you've got to take the good with the bad as much as you as much as much you don't want to. But it'll be interesting to see what the league it does itself obviously with those comments um, and whether or not he'll be punished for them. Yeah, interesting. Hey, I've loved how forthright you've been, Scotty. Absolutely fantastic. Uh, I think we'd love to see you in the A-League in, in a coaching <laughs> capacity. That'd be fantastic. But really appreciate your time today, mate. 
Thanks, Jimmy. Thanks. Anytime. Cheers. Scott McDonald there, so former Socceroo, has come out and, uh, as I said, very forthright with his opinions on, on players and uh, performances, um, the Socceroos, on Graham Arnold, on Marco Rudan, on the Western Sydney Wanderers, on the A-League. Uh, love that. Love that. In fact, we'll get Maestro's thoughts on that because all the way through that interview, Maestro, who knows his football inside out, just nodding, nodding and nodding. So... Uh, we'll hear about that after the break. Keep the text messages coming in, 0457 736 736. We'll break and then we're back with more.